my dad got fired. <laughs> you know, uh, people always say adversity often often spawns wonderful things, and and that was certainly the case in in our family's um, situation. That's kind of the culture of Wichita, is everybody wants everybody to be successful. And welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Shock Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today joining us is the WSU alumni and the CEO and chairman of Great Plains Ventures, Susan Brandis. Susan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. So my first question is, what does Great Plains Ventures do? Great Plains Ventures is a holding and services company. We own other businesses. Um, We have three manufacturing businesses aerospace systems and components, Great Plains Industries and Powder Tech. And then we also own some commercial real estate, the Aloft Hotel, um, Chisholm Lake Apartments, and some commercial buildings. And then for our manufacturing companies, we bundle all our benefits for our employees. So we have the buying power of a bigger group. Um, we do all IT out of Great Plains Ventures. So we're kind of a unique company in that. We're, we're a small company. But including all the employees from the other companies, like how large are you? Well, I'd tell you we're probably around 375. And I'm sure a lot of people listening, what their question is, how did this all come about? My dad got fired. <laughs> you know, uh, people always say adversity often often spawns wonderful things, and and that was certainly the case in in our family's um, situation. I was ten years old at the time. My dad worked at Learjet. He was an engineer, and he specifically worked in environmental systems for planes. Prior to working at Lear, he'd been at Beach, and they put the first Freon air conditioning unit in a King Air. Prior to that, if you were sitting on the, the tarmac waiting to taxi out and stuff on a hot Kansas day, that aluminum tube would just be stifling hot. You'd have to pop the doors or something. And Mrs. Beach didn't like being hot. And so that was my dad's claim to fame. He went out and did that and then went over to Learjet to later work on environmental systems in the, the Learjet and worked directly for Bill Lear, which I guess was fascinating because he was he was a man with interesting characteristics. He was very entrepreneurial. He wasn't well educated, but he was smart as a whip and he made fortunes and lost fortunes. And I think my dad watched that entrepreneur very much. And when the company sold, then the, the new buyers let him go. It may be because they didn't know what he actually did because he was more of a skunk works kind of guy. Wow. And and so then he goes on to start Great Plains Ventures or how did he transition to this next segment of his life? Well, my mother had just had my youngest brother and they gave him a severance package, which he'd never heard of such a thing. So we lived in an apartment complex at the time and he sat by the pool and dreamed about starting a business. And my mom said, you either get a job or start a business, but you need to do something. My dad knew that Lear had an air mixing valve that they were having trouble finding somebody to make that valve. And so he decided he'd start a business and that would be his first product. And he went back to Lear and and it's very typical when you leave a company that you can't go back and do business with that company for so many years because it's kind of a conflict of interest and you know you have knowledge of things that other people don't. 
but they'd had like 40 no bids on this. And so he goes back and talks to them and they're like, if we gave you a, an order for this valve that you've drawn up, you couldn't produce it. And he pulled a, a, a prototype out of his briefcase. And, and things were a lot simpler back in that time. And, you know, there, there was a lot more kind of write it on the back of the napkin and, and put it together, but he actually had a prototype. And so one of the guys in purchasing went to upper management and they allowed him to, to purchase or them to buy from, from my dad. So my dad had his first order. It was pretty exciting. And then in Wichita, if you've lived here a long time, you know, aviation has its ups and downs. And so my dad has this order. He's hired some people. He's going to make these, these valve and the aviation industry tank. And they want to cancel the order. And he convinced them that they should just push out the schedule. They agreed to push out the schedule on it. And he had these couple of employees now. And he's like, we got to find something else to make. And at the time, farming was just really strong. And that too is cyclical. And they had started putting cabs on combines. But they were just hot boxes because they had no air conditioning in them. So they actually put together a prototype and went to, I don't know whether they went to the 3i show or to the state fair, because it depends on who you talk to. And now everybody's dead. So we'll never know for sure which they went to with this prototype and came back with orders for this cab air conditioner, which was, we affectionately called a swamp cooler. And it used, it was an evaporative cooler. You had a uh, a jug of water you refill and it'd spin and put nice moist air out on you. So that was the start of a new new product. And so that just went crazy. And so eventually that business, because it wasn't aviation related, became Great Plains Industries. Wow. So it is remarkable to hear that it goes from your dad being let go, getting a severance package and just having the confidence to actually go out and start a business. Well, I, I think that's the thing. An entrepreneur is a risk and I've I've heard it said that you know it's it's easier to take risks when you have nothing you know what do you got to lose but um, I I know it was very uh, it was a very stressful time for our family you know they had three three kids under ten and at that time my mother did she didn't work outside the home that was very unusual so we were relying on that and my dad you know took out the money out of his life insurance, which is also kind of, that makes it even scarier, you know, yeah. think, okay, what if something happened to him? They, they were incredibly good at just living. On, I, I ate a lot of noodles and, um, and stuff like that growing up, but we never knew that we were living so, so budget friendly. How was your mom with all this? Did she just want him to get a regular job or did she see the kind of see the future and what he was going after too? You know, I don't, remember my mother ever saying anything negative about it. Um, I do remember years later as the company grew and became more successful, her being in a, a meeting with the CPA and him talking about the, the value of the stocks and stuff and her saying, yes, but can I buy a Coke? <laughs> you know, because, because, you know, cash, I don't think... Um, my parents ever had a lot of 
cash. Everything always went back into the business. That makes a lot of sense. So again, that's just a crazy, remarkable story. How do you come in and get involved in this then? All of us worked at some capacity in the company during our childhood. And he said, you know, the great thing about you guys being my kids, I don't have to pay you minimum wage. <laughs> Isn't that great? You And you can work younger. So, you know, all three of us worked in different capacities over the years. Now we've all worked outside the company as well. You know, eventually I've worked in, in accounting positions while I was going to school at WSU and and um, in purchasing and stuff. And I never really had a choice about working because my parents weren't going to, they, they couldn't pay for it. You know, everything was in the business. So that's kind of how I ended up knowing I was going to go to WSU because at the time I had to work through school, through my way through school. And, and I, I worked in the companies. Then my dad said, after I graduated from college and I was working and purchasing for a while, you need to go someplace else. So I went and spent a few years at Boeing. Why was that important for you to get? Well, I think, I think working outside the company for me more than anything made me appreciate our culture a lot. And the other thing is recognizing how easy it is to get a bureaucracy and how easy it is to make it hard for people to do their jobs. Obviously, as you guys progress along in, in your careers, um, you eventually become CEO and, and chairman. But with that responsibility comes, you know, more tasks and some of the more difficult ones. Um, I know that in 2002, you had to make some tough decisions in downsizing. And obviously, that's a very stressful situation. But how are you able to handle that so well? Well, I should not say I drank heavily, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think you, you do what you, you can. You mentors, you have other people in the business world and stuff. And, and quite honestly, sometimes it's just de-stressing with friends and stuff. And it, it's tough to, to, to leave it at work. You do tend to carry it home. Yeah, th I think that's honestly an important aspect is that is that kind of balance. Um, and, and with the position that you're in, do you have a hard time unplugging and just relaxing with friends or relaxing at home? Or, or is that difficult for you? I'm getting better all the time. Um, sometimes I still wake up in the night thinking about something, but I'm, I'm getting better at it. And, you know, another thing is, and I, I, I can only do the best I can do. You know, I'm going to make decisions based on the best knowledge I have, and I'm going to make some mistakes. And if I make a mistake, I'll learn from it, but I'm going to forgive myself. I think that's such an important perspective to have. Um, and not to transition too much, but what has it meant to you to have your business in the city of Wichita? Well, my dad always said he could not have had the success anywhere else than Wichita. He said, you know, the, the, the business environment is so, so business friendly, you know, and I think you see that when you look at some of the companies that have been founded here, it's a, an entrepreneurial city. And the other thing besides just the, the policies and, and stuff, it's, it's the community of entrepreneurs. People are not backstabbers or anything like that. They will help each other out. You know, 
if I have a question, I can pick up the phone or I can call someone. I think that's an unusual thing. I think that's that's kind of the culture of Wichita is everybody wants everybody to be successful.